Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. It's John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw in the booth for you this afternoon and this evening. If you are in Europe, good to have your company. Uh, the weather report is good on track. The temperature 32 Celsius, 90 Fahrenheit. And 82 Fahrenheit or 28 in the air. Shit, Adam is on the pit lane for us. She is the third and, in this case, the most important member of our team because she's trackside and she can tell us about who is qualifying. Well, we were talking earlier in the practice session about the option for several of the teams to qualify their faster driver and therefore start their faster driver. But two of the three cars that I am down by don't that problem because both of their drivers are equally quick and indeed for the Brian Herta Autosport group two of the Canadians have been employed for qualifying duties. It is Robbie Wilkins who is going out for qualifying for the number 33 BHA Elantra and TCR that leads the championship. His former co-driver Mark Wilkins is behind the wheel of the number 98, the car that is second in the championship and then his former co-driver and co-champion of the TCR class now with a couple of championships under his belt Mike Lewis is going to be doing the qualifying for the number one. So that's the first car where we are seeing the faster of the two drivers. Given qualifying duty, Taylor Hagler will be finishing tomorrow's race or at least driving in the middle stint. For the number 17, Unitronic JDC Audi, that car was put on pole by Chris Miller the last time out. Chris Miller once again doing qualifying duties for the Audi with FCP Euro on the back of the car now, which is a pretty cool addition to that beautiful machine. And we keep going further down the pit lane. The Alpha uh, looked to me like Tim Lewis Jr. behind the wheel. Both he and Roy Block have black helmets, but I think it was Tim who will be doing qualifying for the number five. So the Alpha team, again, electing to qualify the faster of the drivers. For the number 37, we heard earlier from Ryan Eversley that it will be the pole man, Matt Pombo, attempting to go for yet another pole position this year. Indeed, that is the case. And for the sister car, the number 73, that is the bright yellow and blue helmet of Dr. Will Talley. So all as normal for the sister car. And then I'll try and give you one more. I'll walk back to the 99 because the VGRT Honda is also sitting on the pit lane. That has been VG, Victor Gonzalez, who's done most of the qualifying so far this year. And it's VG once again. Adam will be talking to the single pole sitter for the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix, presented with Liqui Molly in about 20 minutes' time from now. Jeremy Shaw, uh, pick a pole sitter. <laughs> yeah, well, more tricky now, to be honest. Uh, with those uh, two Canadians qualifying in the in the Brown Herder Autosport Hyundai's, uh, yeah, I mean that that throws it wide open. Yeah, Matt Pombo was on pole for four of the first five races of the season. Last time out, it was uh, it was Chris Miller, who took uh, the pole position in that number 17 uh, Audi, having been second twice, third and fourth in the other events this season. But now with Robbie Wickens 
and uh, Mark Wilkins both qualifying their, 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 their respective cars for the first time this season. That really does uh, throw things uh, for a bit of a loop. And also Rory van der Stur should, could be fairly quick in the number 90 car for van der Stur racing as well. So, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Certainly interesting also that Michael Lewis should choose to, to qualify number one car. Taylor Hagler... Uh, always qualifies that car. I think she's qualified. I think she's always qualified. I think every single race she's qualified that car, uh, pretty much. Uh, and um, certainly in the uh, the two driver races or the, the shorter races, I should say, the regular length races. But to have Michael Lewis, the three-time champion, qualifying the car is really interesting strategy. So that's half the field you've mentioned potentially on pole position there, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's about right. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yep. Uh, let's remind everybody this is uh, a 100-minute race, uh, an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, that is basically to match it up with what we saw in the early part of June on the streets of Detroit when the GS cars, the GT4 cars, uh, had their single category race. Uh, and what a cracker that was. By the way, I expect exactly the same entertainment here tomorrow. Race day is Saturday. Remind you again, if you are just joining us for our uh, live coverage this weekend on RS2, part of the Radio Show Limited network. Still to come today, we'll have Envision as well as Sound. We will have the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship qualifying as well. That's unblocked without any interruption and uh, we'll bring that to you later on today. That's our final action of the day. In fact, it follows pretty much straight after this. We get the chance to take a breath, let Tim Greer, who's taken over from Rob Lomas in London, uh, quickly change the recordings, and, uh, and then basically we're back on with another 15 minutes uh, this evening on what has been a busy day already. Uh, it is as of nothing compared to tomorrow, which is a super Saturday. The green flag is out. Check all of the scheduled times at RadioLamont.com on the front page. If you scroll down to the RS2 part of the schedule, that will auto-time correct to whatever your browser time zone is set on. So, at the moment, the cars are coming out onto the front straight. There are no Brian Hurt at Autosport Hyundai's that I can see moving as yet Sheer certainly haven't come out onto the track are they looking like they might come out? No, they are not. They are sitting very patiently, letting everybody else do their thing. And keep in mind, it's only a mile and a half long track. So even though they are three of the 14 cars in the field, it still gives them a little bit more space if other people go out and do their lap time and then come back and pit. But, of course, the big gamble. This is the Michelin Pilot Challenge. There is no guaranteed minimum green flag time. So if they sit in the pit lane and then they leave and it goes red, yeah, sorry, they didn't get to set a lap time. That's a very good point you make there, Shea. Adam, uh, Jeremy Shaw, there are 14 cars. We have one mile and a half uh, on the circuit. The leading cars already come round, so even if the BHA cars had just started rolling, they would barely have had the opportunity. The tracks look dusty and dirty coming out of turn seven, where everybody's been going wide. Man, this is going to be a proper challenge for everybody and not just the drivers, the teams have their part to play here in where they send their drivers out. 
Yeah, this is fun. Uh, for Michael Lewis, particularly good fun. The last time he qualified a car was in 2020 at Mid-Ohio. He qualified the car three times that season. In 2019, which is his first year in this championship, he won the championship, by the way, then with Mark Wilkins, uh, he qualified the car uh, a total of five times uh, in that uh, 19 season, including here at uh, Lime Rock Park, where he, where he put it on the pole position and went on to win the race. So that bodes well. He's actually, he qualified it five times that year. He qualified uh, on the pole three times and second the other two times he qualified. So that is uh, a pretty stout record that Michael Lewis has in qualifying and looking for another pole, he hopes, here today. And what time do you think we're looking at? In some ways, the track temperature dropping down a bit. It's even better than it was earlier on the day. It's now only 91 Fahrenheit. We had it up over 120 Fahrenheit, nearly 50 degrees Celsius. So what sort of time do you think we should be looking for? Well, that's a great question, John. And uh, fast that time, that's for sure. Because, look, this morning in the first practice session of the day, Tyler Max in the car number 91, he is not qualifying that car. It'll be Brian Ortiz qualifying the number 91 car. But he turned a 53.7 this morning. Michael Lewis turned a 53.9 in the number one car in the first practice session of the day. The lap record, the qualifying lap record for TCR, is a 54.0, so I would expect that to be beaten. The fastest uh, qualifying time, by the way, in GS, the lap record was set last year by John Capestrio du Betz in a Porsche at a 53.691. It, it's, I mean, that, is that under threat? It could be. It, yeah. could, it absolutely could be. Still no movement from the Brian Herder Autosport cars. Uh, also, one of the daily cars uh, is sitting there. That's the number 70 car, which I, I, I is it Robert McGuinness who's going to do qualifying for that particular car? And none of the cars have even fired their engines yet, according to Shay, down in the pit lane. So this is a gamble. Now, hearing that the daily car is not on the pit lane, the number 70 car. So we'll get word from them about that. That's at the opposite end to where Shear is at the moment. But clearly an issue then with the 100. In fact, as we say that, Shear Adam, uh, let's go down to her in the pit lane. But these cars have been late on parade pretty much every session today. This is really pushing it to the edge. It is, and they're still going to beat all of the Brian Hurd Autosport cars out of the pit lane. Four sticker tires on that number 70 as the attempt to take the pit lane speed limiter is made. Uh, that does come off now, but now he's straight into traffic, so he very smartly backed out of the throttle. It looked like a black helmet to me, so I think that would be Jacob doing the qualifying for that car because hey, Rob has a very bright and colorful helmet. Excellent, thank you. As now we do have power on for the number 33. This is Robbie Wick car this has fired up into life because the headlights are shining but there is still a crew member standing at the front of the car as wickens's car does that have life in it too yes it does but we are still waiting on michael lewis to fire up the number one so two of the three cars are getting ready to be sent and will be sent here within the next 30 seconds wow john what was the lap record the lap record was 54.0 uh, first of all, we saw Matt, Matt Pombo turn a uh, 53 uh, 8, I think it was. Then Brian Ortiz went to the top at a 
1.7, I think it was. Then Matt Pombo went to the top again. And now it's Brian Ortiz at Caliber 91. 53.502 for the for Brian Ortiz from Puerto Rico. The, as I said, the old GS record was a 53.6. He's gone way quicker than that. Matt Pombo now goes faster again. 53.294 for car number 37 for LA Honda World. And by the way, hi to all the LA Honda World folks watching from the stores in Southern California. Great to hear your message a little while ago. Wow, this is exciting. So now we are halfway, coming down to halfway through this session. 53-2. That is extraordinary. Still <laughs> waiting for the Michael Lewis number one car to come out. 53-294. That car has just fired up. The number one car has just fired up. Matt Pombo, qualifying expert. The FL5, that's the new version of the Civic into the pits for Chris Miller. Unitronic JDC Audi. Now, they so can't that touch on, that car. No, that was what the car was on pole position and won last time out. Best it can finish now, now I think, is third. It's third in this session so far. Uh, and Luca Mars making his front-wheel drive debut. He's fourth in the Van der Stur Racing Hyundai Veloster, also underneath the old track record of 53.939 for young Luca Mars from Pennsylvania. Wow. That, this is, you said, Jeremy, that you were looking uh, forward <laughs> to this. And I don't think this is over yet by any stretch of the imagination. The, the guys at Brian Hurt at Autosport would not have waited this amount of time if they didn't believe it was going to be there to their advantage as Chris Miller goes back out Ortiz is in the pit lane for Van der Stur Racing in the Elantra number 91 Michael Lewis has fired that car and it's going out so now the three Brian Hurter Autosport car as Matt Pombo okay. comes into the pit lane right as we stand there is seven minutes. There are seven minutes remaining. The first two cars on the timing screen are in the pit lane. The 37 Elia Honda World Civic and the Alandra from Van der Stur Racing, the 91 car. 53-2 and 53-5 from those two cars. Chris Miller's gone back out in the Audi RS3. The Unitronic JDC Miller car, the yellow and black car, number 17. And everyone, and all, uh, Jordan Wisely's come into the pit lane as well. But everybody else is on the track at the moment. Here comes one of the Brian Herter cars down to the final corner. That is Michael Lewis. He has not yet set a representative time and he won't do on this lap either. He did not commit to the final corner. This is a preparation lap for his Michelin tyres. Now that said, he's got a decent gap between himself and Jacob Diley in the number 70 car as it stands right now. He's being caught by his teammate Mark Wilkins, but by the time Mark catches him, he'll be starting his first flying lap behind Mark Wilkins as Robert Wiggins at a respectable distance, although he's now got company in Roy Block in the Alpha, the number five car. Must be careful that you don't impede other drivers here in the qualifying session. So here comes Michael Lewis down the hill now. 
This time, surely he will commit to turn seven and does. Runs all the way to the kerb. It's very dusty on the left edge of that kerb there and he throws up a wee bit of dirt as he goes across the line with five minutes and 12 seconds to go into turn one. He's got a perfect track position. He's got at least two corners, maybe even three corners before he's got any traffic ahead of him. He's going to get at least a couple of three laps here, Jeremy. And it looks like despite coming out late... The Brian Herter Autosport cars have done a cracking job in giving themselves track position. The number one car that went out last is coming up to the uphill now. Then just coming up to the uphill now is the 98 of Mark Wilkins. And coming to the uphill now is the 33 of Robert Wiggins. They've paced, they've spaced themselves out perfectly well. And the good news is that number one car has now got nothing in ahead of it because the 70 car of Jacob Diley's peeled into the pit, so he's got even more room. He's got nothing between himself and the number 90 of Luke Mars, which is going to the uphill now as he goes through turn, turn one, and his first flying lap is a 53-4. Good enough for second. Yeah, and, uh, and Michael Lewis is six on that lap, so they're now uh, up to speed, these two. I mean, look, they waited uh, till later in the session. The more rubber laid down, uh, the track is in good shape. They know that this track is hard on tyres, so they knew that those guys that went out early weren't going to be out staying out for the whole session, at least the quick guys, because they don't want to put too much, too many laps on their Michelin tyres prior to the race tomorrow. So, you know, as soon as, as, long as it stayed... Uh, dry and clean and clear then uh, the strategy was a good one big wiggle for Mark Wilkins in second place that number 98 car good lap. the back end moving around as he came over the top of the brow but this is looking very good indeed Matt Pombo goes back out he's going to join in right behind Mark Wilkins who does not improve 53-4 6-2 to his 53-4-4-4 Robert wow. Wiggins a 53-5, that was his best lap. Michael Lewis a 53-6. And he lost Wiggins it all in that final sector. I I think did Wilkins. Yeah, Wilkins had a big wiggle just yeah. coming over the top of the brow out yep. of the uphill. The back end just stepped out, and that was enough, I think, that he had to put a little bit of take come off the throttle, put a little bit of corrective lock in, and then when he turned in to turn six at the west end of the racetrack at West Bend. Again, it looked like he had to make a slight correction, Jeremy, as he turned in. Tiny little, tiny little losses of time. But when we're talking about the kind of margins we've seen here over this one and a half mile circuit, that's all it takes. Yeah. And uh, th this is a slow lap now for uh, for Mark Wilkins. So he's not going to prove this lap. It's going to be slow and he's going to He's not even going on to be a fast one now, I don't think. He's going to come out of uh, the, the downhill turn particularly quickly. So he's going to do one more prep lap. Pits. I'm surprised he didn't come into the pit at that time, but he's got two minutes remaining. So he's got plenty of time to get around that, you know, this lap and then start one flying lap before the chequered flag comes out. Jeremy, there's hardly anybody out there now. On no. the track at the moment, LA Honda World number 37, Honda Civic, Mark Wilkins in the 98, Michael Lewis in the Brian Herter number one, Victor Gonzalez in the 99. That's it. And the number one car is coming in the pit lane. There'll be no more. There'll be no more for that number one Michael Lewis car. It'll be no better than fifth. So that leaves the 37 of Matt Pombo 
coming through the final corner now and across the line. Huge gap. He's got half a lap in front of him. And he'll get this lap and one more if he needs it. The 98 car following through. And then the black and white number 99 of Victor Gonzalez. Eighth position at the moment. Victor coming down the downhill now in that Honda. Right to the edge. Oh, had to just pinch the exit of the corner he just had to put a little bit of steering in when he didn't want to that's cost him time down the straight 54-416 last time around his best is a 54-1 but he's got again four cars out of the track make that two cars out of the track Mark Wilkins and Victor Gonzalez are the only two cars still out there Pombo has pitted so Luca Mars has pitted so it's just two cars 35 seconds left. Wilkins will get this one and one more. The wastegate chirruping on the way down the hill as he lifted. No, he's peeled off. Wilkins will not take pole. He'll be on the outside of the front row. So Victor Gonzalez will finish his lap. And this will be his final lap. He's off the throttle. This is not going to be an improvement for the... Enios supported machine. So Matt Pombo takes pole position, Jeremy. Fifth time in six races this year. Uh, sixth time in seven races dating back to the final race of last season. Can he this time, though, turn it into a victory? The, the, uh, the, the race he started on the pole this year, only one of them as he finished properly. That was in the third position. That was at Welltech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, so they'll be looking for a turnaround of fortunes. But as we heard Ryan Eversley talking to Shea Adam earlier today, saying that Matt Pombo is the king of qualifying. Jeez. He certainly is. That was a fantastic effort. 53.294. I mean, the old record, as I said, was a 54-0. Uh, so, uh, you know, more than three quarters of a, cent a second faster and faster also by uh, four-tenths of a second almost than the GS lap record. That was a great effort from Matt Pombo. Brilliant try, by the way, by Mark Wilkins yeah. uh, with a 53.444. That's uh, massively quicker than, uh, than he's gone earlier in that car, 54.3. So he found uh, the better part of a second did Mark Wilkins, a second around Lime Rock. That's amazing. That's uh, so huge. good effort by him. And uh, for Michael Lewis, that gamble has not paid off because no. uh, Taylor Hagler... It isn't as quick as Michael, and he's going to have to start back in fifth position now. So, However, uh, has only got six laps on his tyres. Um, where uh, it, The guys have got six laps. Brian Ortiz, Robert Wiggins, Michael Lewis at the sharp end of the field. Everybody else, 9, 10, 13, 12, 10 th in, inside the top 10. So those, yeah. those three guys that I mentioned, they're bailed out early. It's only three laps, only three laps, which is four and a half miles. But we know how much life fast laps take out of your Michelin tyres here at Lime Rock Park. That might give him a slight advantage, give those three a slight advantage at the start of the race tomorrow. We'll have that for you live. It uh, ends off our race weekend on Saturday afternoon. Make sure you join us for that live in Sound and Vision. Shea Adam is at Pit Out, which is where our Paul sitter will be driving down to, is driving down to, uh, even as we speak. Ship Is climbing out of the LA Honda World car again. Pole sitter for Matt Pombo. It's got to feel good. And I, I honestly wonder if not getting the pole at uh, CTMP, at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, 
has made him appreciate just what an impressive job he has done this year. As classy guy. What he wants is his crew members in the picture with him because they're the ones who do the hard work and give him the car that allows him to go out there and get pole position. And yeah, he's celebrating with all the guys. Big hugs for everyone. Matt, did not getting pole at CTMP make you appreciate this moment even more? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, I think, two or three hundredths of a second at CTMP. So um, I didn't drive a great lap there. Um, that was on me. But, you know, guys, I mean, they were phenomenal here. This car was on rails. Um, struggled a little bit in the first session, but the guys made some great adjustments for the second that we really hit on. And Ryan really liked it for the race. And I knew when we put good stickers on, it was good to go. So um, I want to thank Mario Biondo back home. He's home at a Honda meeting. And uh, it's his kid's birthday this weekend. So we'll, we certainly miss him. But wish everybody happy birthday uh, back in California. Yeah, happy birthday. Valentino or Enzo? Which, which oh, one? Honestly, I think it's Enzo. I think it's his youngest one, but I'm not 100% positive. We were debating that in the trailer earlier. Well, happy birthday to both you guys, because uh, 365 days in the year. Um, but as far as this goes, you not only took the track record, you beat the GS fastest time, too. So there's a lot of speed in this Honda, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, we're kind of glad GS isn't here, because it would even get closer than CTMP. So these cars have a lot of downforce. They just make a lot of downforce. And on tracks like this, without big straights to separate the field, you know, we tend to be right up on them. So, I mean, this is always one on the calendar a TCR car could win, uh, even with GS here. So uh, I appreciate it, Shay. And uh, I want to say hello to my family at home. And hopefully we can uh, shift some luck this weekend. You know, we, we brought a Jobu doll. Um, you know, so we've got Jobu in the trailer. We've tried to change some mojo. We seem to do this, but then, you know, the races don't go our way. So hopefully Jobu's got us this weekend. Nothing but good luck to you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Well, amazing. Um, faster than the GS lap records. Uh, it, it, it is a perennial problem here when we have both classes here, Jeremy, to be honest, that the front of the TCR field is often as quick as the front of the GS field, never mind the back of the GS field. Uh, and, you know, with a, a, a bit of luck and a fair wind, that, you know, the, if they were racing side by side, they would have the opportunity possibly to take, a, um, to take an overall. They, they have the spotlight to themselves this weekend and what a way to pay that off. Marvellous. It was brilliant, wasn't it? That was a tremendously exciting qualifying session, I thought. A fantastic effort there by Matt Pombo. He really pulled the rabbit out of the hat there. Uh, 53.294. That is absolutely flying. I mean, I, I bet Mark Wilkins is thrilled to bits with his lap. Uh, he should be, certainly. Uh, 53.444. I mean, any other day or, or, or any other scenario, you, you've got to say that's good enough for the pole position. Mm. But Matt Pombo, when he puts it together uh, and uh, puts his mind to it, man, he stepped up there. That was a great effort to get that pole position today. And for Brian Ortiz, too, hats off to him in the... Uh, the uh, Van der Stur racing entry, third fastest for Brian, uh, and again sub lap record. As were uh, the the top, well, the top seven cars are all underneath the old lap record, aren't they? Because Luca wow. Myers ended up in seventh position in the Veloster at a 53.939. You know that the, the old lap record of 54.034. Great fun. Well, what do we put that down to, Jeremy? Um, I mean, ultimately, the, the track surface hasn't really changed. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the TCRs are running on the, the same Michelin tyre as, as they would have done uh, in the past. Are people getting used to the cars? Cars... 
having a bit more development. There's, I mean, there's not that much you can do with the TCR. No, that's right. I mean, yeah, the 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 the, the BOP. I think it's a little bit different uh, than last year. I'll check that out in a minute. Maybe I'll have a look at that for that tomorrow, uh, compared to what it was last year. Last year, but certainly, yeah, I mean, conditions here are really good. You said earlier on, it's it's a little bit cooler than it was earlier on. Certainly, as we're getting close to. Uh, you know, towards six o'clock in the evening, five thirty in the evening here at Limewood Park. So conditions are really, really good. Switched on drivers, motivated drivers, and uh, yeah, get it on. Well, now that means that uh, we've got a very interesting front row for tomorrow. Those fourteen cars uh, will be uh, our final event tomorrow afternoon for the uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge. TCR only on Saturday for the FCP Euro uh, Grand Prix, the Lime Rock Part 100 for the Pilot Challenge, 4.15 at local time. So that'll be a quarter past nine in the UK, a quarter past ten uh, tomorrow if you're in Central Europe. Jeremy, final thoughts from yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was just looking at the uh, the uh, BOP from last season and the, the uh, all of the TCR cars are 40 kilograms lighter oh. than they were a year ago. That change was made uh, at the beginning of this season. So to bring them closer to the GS car. So that, that you know, counts for a big part of it. Plus, of course, it's uh, the, it's the new Honda as well. So uh, yeah, that that forty kilograms—that's that's quite a quite a lot of weight to ha- to carry around, isn't it? Uh, so the the uh, the weight of the cars last year was thirteen hundred and sixty-five for the Elantras. This year it's thirteen twenty-five kilograms. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, Jeremy, that's uh, mega. What it does say, a, what it what that does say to me is that we've got a crack and race in store tomorrow. And uh, that does also mean that that with some of those driver driver selections, things are going to be a little bit different tactically. It's 40 minutes minimum drive time. We'll take you through it all tomorrow afternoon, local time, 4.15. That's Eastern. That's 9.15 in the UK, 10.15 in Europe. We'll have that live in sound and vision for you. The Lime Rock Part 100 here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.